1: Just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and say you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, editor at large of Recode.
2: You may know me as an internet meme, but in my spare time, I talk tech, and you're listening to Recode Decode from the Vox Media Podcast Network. Today in the red chair is Alan Schaff, the founder and CEO of Imager which is spelled I-M-G-U-R. He started the company almost 10 years ago and has turned into a sort of hangout where people share images, memes, and GIFs. It's one of my favorite sites that people don't really know about as well, but it's a really important and powerful site on the internet, and it's a really interesting company. Alan, welcome to Recode Decode.
3: Thank you, Kara. It's so a pleasure to be here. I
2: have wanted to have you here for a while because I think you guys fly way under the radar in a lot of ways, and yet not, but everyone yeah. who knows knows about you guys.
3: Yeah, I think you know, that's probably a fair characterization. We are in the top 20 websites right. in the United States in terms of traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, however, somehow we do, I, I hear that a lot. We yeah. somehow fly under the radar.
2: Right, you do. And, and you do, you perform a lot of really interesting things, given like most people think of photo search as Google and every, everywhere else. So why don't you talk a little bit about how the company started and how where, how you got to it? I, li- I think a lot of entrepreneurs want to hear sort of the entrepreneur's journey. Yeah. How did you start? Give me your sort of 50-second bio, not 50-second, but many-minute bio. Yeah,
3: got it. So I grew up in a small town in Ohio and got my first computer when I was in fifth grade. And ever since then, I've just been completely addicted to it. Uh, It was a Toshiba laptop. Ah, nice. Yeah, and I just absolutely loved it. Fell into it, learned everything I could about it, immediately became uh, the computer guy in my family and Mm -hmm. all my friends. And then in high school... I actually started my first company, which was, I believe it's called Shoff's Networking and Administrative uh, Solutions, (laughs) uh, and some acronym. Um, Anyway, what it was is essentially like a Geek Squad competitor where I went around to people's homes and fixed Mm -hmm. their computers.
2: Right. What did you charge?
3: Uh, it was hourly. Oh man, super cheap though. I think it was uh, fifteen dollars an hour, oh, which was pretty, yeah, fantastic was because uh, yeah. in Ohio at the time, like minimum wage was seven or seven right. fifty. So right. I was I was making some money back right. then. Right. Right. And uh, so anyway, I, I absolutely kind of loved that job, but quickly realized that I wasn't quite learning as much. Um, you know, just fixing just people's fixing computers. Computer it was, truck. and back and then it was all the same, sort of all things, Windows, right. and yeah, yeah, it's like you know you reformat it, and you know the viruses are gone. Mm-hmm. So uh, then I quickly got into software, and by the time I graduated high school, I was doing professional web development uh, for a number of different clients, and so then I went to Ohio University uh, studying computer science, mm-hmm. and through my uh, web development. Realized that I already kind of learned a lot of computer science on, mm-hmm. on my own, right? And I realized that it wasn't quite as uh, challenging as as I thought.
2: The school um, part,
3: exactly. Yeah, yeah So You did the dropout thing, part. right? Uh, no, I did not drop you out. You did not, not drop, did the out. drop Oh, all right. You thought about it. Uh, I absolutely thought about it because. Yeah. But the thing is, my mom, uh, she, you know, single mother. Um, Trying, you know, very hard to put me through college. I really wanted to finish. Mm -hmm. But I kept, in order to learn, I kept on doing personal projects. Mm -hmm. And one of those personal projects uh, that I launched was Mm Imager, And that's how it started.
2: Tell me about the thinking of it. What were you thinking? This was, the year was?
3: The year was 2009.
2: Okay. So later, later. There was a lot of stuff going on already on the internet. There's already been.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, um, but I realized, uh, well, most of my personal projects I would always start them out of uh, personal frustration.
2: So, give me one that you didn't take to something else.
3: Oh, most of them, I, right. all of them, I didn't. Give take me another to something example else.
2: besides Imager
3: a World of Warcraft bot. Okay. Where it would <laughs> <laughs> it would run me around in the game and right. I would get points in the World of Warcraft battlegrounds. Okay,
2: you cheated at World of Warcraft. Uh, okay. Absolutely. Right. Yep. Okay. And,
3: and I got punished for that, actually. Yeah. I got all my items taken away mm-hmm. with, by the GM. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, most of those were my, were, you know, things like that were personal projects because okay. it's my problem that I have to go to class and I, am you know, have a life and I can't sure. just uh, sit on World of Warcraft and get right. all these items. So instead, I'm going to build my own solution to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Imager was actually quite similar to that, in that my own personal frustration was I thought it was way too difficult and annoying, really, mm-hmm. uh, to quickly share an image with right. my friend. Right. And mm-hmm. everything that existed back then, it was all for photos and mm-hmm. photo storage. Right. But I really thought that images were So there was Flickr. There
2: was the, there were just the way— what were the, Yeah, there the Flicker, name of the to it what those storage were. Uh, Picasa, which yeah, Google Flicker bought. Yeah, Flickr
3: were the biggest ones, and, uh, I believe. And There's Yahoo bought Photo Flicker. Bucket.
2: Photo Bucket. What happened to them? What did they go? Uh, I believe they're still they're around. They're still around. And News yeah. Corp bought them for a second, right? I yeah, I believe. There was true. one that the guy who started. What's his What's his name? Ugh, the guy who founded Uber too. Um, he had Kalenick? one. No, not Kalinick, No, oh, uh, other guy. I've um, got. I don't even care his name was. Anyway, he had another one. They yeah. sold them to um, News Corp at one point. Uh, the and same guy that Christ. did stumble upon. Yes, yeah, stumble upon. That was another one. Anyway, he had another one too. There were a lot of them around. There were a yeah. lot of them around. So, what was different from what you were trying to do?
3: So I thought that images and not photos, like that images required different functionality than mm-hmm. the Flickers and the Picassas of the world because those products were always based around uh, high-quality you know, photos, and photos are memories. Mm-hmm. They, you go to a, a wedding and you take 1,000 you know, pictures and right. you want to capture these moments, and then they kind of sit there and you want to have them uh, on hand uh, for Sending. more archival right. purposes. And I didn't want that at all. Right. Um, I wanted to quickly so share a, a meme or, a, GIF or yeah. a logo or something right. with, yeah. with my friend.
2: Right. And so?
3: And so I built Imager to scratch that itch. Right. The features that I built into that uh, were more around uh, speed, performance, uh, quick drag-and-drop. Um, as soon as you do that, you get a link back that you can then share mm-hmm. um, because that's what I wanted, sort of the Internet. Uh, mm-hmm. To have, um, and I kind of built that for my own use case. But then I launched it, and mm-hmm. unlike all of my other personal projects at that time,
2: nobody wanted re- a bot for the <laughs> <a>
3: world. Of- <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I, people Maybe may have wanted did. that, yeah, but it, it doesn't was, help. You, know, you yeah. can't. It's actually. I think it's illegal to actually sell something like that.
2: Yeah.
3: But anyway, then yeah, people uh, really started to use it, and it really caught on. But it, it's still just a personal project. I think I was a I was a sophomore at the time, um, but when I graduated. Um, I was so passionate about Imager and loved Imager so much and what it was doing, and it, it was already affecting millions of people mm-hmm. around the world just as a project. I wanted to go all in on it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to um, essentially dominate the internet and have Imager be u- ubiquitous uh, mm-hmm. throughout it. Right. And so I met this. I uh, met my business partner, Matt Strader, mm-hmm. um, who became Imager's first COO, and he re- really helped me flush out the business side about mm-hmm. how, you know, how can we take this personal project mm-hmm. and get it into uh, really create a business out of it that can be self-sustaining.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And you know, Ohio Ohio is great. And people, it feels like in Ohio, people really want you to su- succeed. Mm-hmm. but. After a while, I felt like I outgrew Ohio, and especially my ambitions outgrew Mm -hmm. Ohio. Mm -hmm. And it's always
2: not known as the font of digital development. No, it's
3: not. But Silicon Valley is. Right. And back, you know, back in Ohio, Silicon Valley feels like this mythical fairy tale land Mm -hmm. that I never thought I would actually be there, but all these great people, these great companies are there. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to be one of those uh, great companies. Right,
2: here in Silicon Valley.
3: Exactly. So uh, Matt and I moved out here to... uh, eventually grow it into a big business right we ended up running a profitable bootstrap business uh, for five years mm-hmm. um, until I met a guy. Explain
2: your business plan. So people, yeah. when you started, because a lot of these companies didn't. They didn't at all. And, you know, there's issues around copyright and all kinds of things. We'll get into that in a minute because yeah. I would love to know where photos and imagery is right now. Now, at the same time, just to keep in mind, Google is going heavy into photos. They're doing, again, archival, a lot of them archival, right. but also photo search, photo right. finding and things like that. And, yeah. and and there's a lot of companies that are doing all kinds of gifts and memes and things like like a lot. There's a lot of them out there. Um, yeah. so your your concept was this easy drag and drop kind of thing. It was in yeah. other services too. So explain what you did, like how you moved That's right. into this. Like
3: back in two thousand nine, Twitter didn't even have their own uh, Twitter uh, or, or image hosting service. Right. In fact, I think Twitpic existed, and so right. they, what images weren't really a native thing of the internet back then, and they didn't really right. have it quite as uh, integrated as as it is today. And so the internet needed a hub of images, mm-hmm. and a, or a place that you could post your image and then take it elsewhere. You mm-hmm. could put it on Twitter, you could put it on Facebook, put it on Reddit, right? And uh, that's what Imgur became, mm-hmm. and so we ended up having this huge network of images being spread out all over the internet. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, Matt and I started thinking, you know, why can't people go to Imager directly to see right. imager images? Why do you have to go to Facebook and see, you know, Imgur images there? Right, why right, do you have to go right. to Twitter and like, um, and so over time we built out a destination and a community around mm-hmm. image sharing um, and around self-expression uh, through images. And it's now this visual storytelling platform that is actually we we call it a, a community powered entertainment destination. Oh wow! Because aside, because you you mentioned that yeah, there's a lot of companies doing image search, mm-hmm. and we are really not that. We are a destination for entertainment uh, through images. Through images. Now
2: you, but initially you were that, like an image search that people would use your images and then put them on Twitter or put them. Yeah, on... Yeah, it's
3: more of a, a hosting, a hosting kind uh, utility. Of thing.
2: So you were five years making money from.
3: From Um, advertising.
2: Advertising on the on the thing. Do you and you were also much in demand to be bought from I recall. I remember calling you or, or Yahoo or. Whatever. I
3: remember that as well. Yeah. So that was that's an interesting story, and mm-hmm. um, in that we well please tell a, it. Yeah, we had a hosting agreement with Yahoo mm-hmm. uh, for Yahoo Fantasy Sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually hosted their images, and um, I actually don't know the full extent of the story, but maybe the, some interest came out of that, or mm-hmm. maybe their corp dev department got yeah. wind that we were, you know, the the hosting people for you know fantasy sports. Then um, you called up Matt. Yeah. And you're like, what's like what going on here? Does Yahoo want to buy you? Right. And we were like, what? Right. Yahoo <laughs> wants to buy us. <laughs> like, I
2: thought we were doing this yeah, hosting deal. Yeah, no, everybody deal. was talking about you for one minute there. Like, yeah. one. well, I, I, they may they still may still, but they were interested in how you guys were manipulating photos, you know, how yeah. you were doing it. And they had no expertise, which was shocking to me, I remember thinking, why don't they just build over this guy? Mm-hmm. Like, that kind of thing. Which was, it was fascinating. Yeah, well,
3: also Yahoo owned Flickr, and so right. what was going through my head is why, right. you know, why doesn't Fantasy Sports just to use Flickr to host their images? But uh, uh, I don't they, know. Yeah. But I, but I can't answer question. but, your but Imager that worked great right for that did what they did. Why. yes
2: absolutely but you wanted to keep independent you cuz any of the, you were competing with bigger companies right or did you not think that that it was not
3: um, i didn't quite think that i just wanted to grow a really big business right right and i thought in order to do that um, well then I, I thought in order to do that we needed more money um, we needed, and this is also now in around 2014, mm-hmm. or 2013, 2014, when the world is clearly moving mobile, mm-hmm. and um, I wanted Imager to be the, the next big destination mm-hmm. uh, for... Mobile uh, for, for yeah for your on your phone right right and re- really when you think about it, um, Imager is absolutely perfect on your phone because it's just entertainment. It's these quick bite-sized moments, this instant gratification that you get right. through images, and it works fan- really well on your phone. But we didn't have an app right, and we had I think twelve people at time. This was twenty thirteen. You didn't have it. Yep, this wow. is 2013. Yeah, we, wow. were, we were late to the mobile yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's why uh, we decided to raise uh, money from Andrews and in Horowitz. Mm-hmm. Out of the, all that Yahoo uh, stuff, we actually met a guy named uh, Johnny Greenglass who mm-hmm. uh, helped us um, put together the materials to raise uh, $40 million from Andrews and in Horowitz. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, we start building up the teams. We start building up an iOS team, an Android team, um, uh, the better uh, bigger backend team for the APIs. And then with all these different teams, you need... Different uh, GA functions. You need HR. You need finance. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, after HR. a while, it's uh, it, you know you look back, it's like pretty big business. You need right. a lot of people to support that. Right,
2: right. So raising this money, how much have you raised total? Is it
3: f- Forty. Forty. Right. We just only
2: needed one round because you were making money already. And what was your hope to do that? Is just to build this out using this money, right? Correct.
3: Yeah. What we did with that money was we hired people. You hired people. And we went from twelve to, in a year, I think it was around 45, mm-hmm. and uh, we're about 70 now, and that's, turns out that's what it took to, you know, to grow up this, this property.
2: Right. All right, when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about where photos are going and where, where this is moving on the internet, because, you know, what I really find fascinating about your company is that every company like yours gets bought. Gets, gets taken up or gets either bought or run over, essentially. And so I want to talk about where, first, where photos are going and imagery is going and, and how it moves, and then where you think the new trends are going towards it. We are here with Alan Schaff, the founder and CEO of Imager. It is a company where you can share images, means, and gifts, and we're going to talk about all those, too, when we get back.
0: Startups. You don't need to settle for a cumbersome banking experience to protect your money.
1: Imagine the perfect employee. Let's call her Jackie. Jackie is professional, yet relaxed. Punctual, friendly, meets deadlines, and just makes your job easier overall. But the search for Jackie can be long and tedious, especially when you have so many other things on your plate. Indeed wants to help you find your next Jackie. And the listeners of this show can get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and say you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: We're here with Alan Shaw, the founder and CEO of Imager. I'm sorry, I'm making fun of your name. It's an old startup. Like, I don't know how else to put mm-hmm. it. It's like a really old startup, and you guys yeah. have raised a, a bunch of money. And I want to talk about what it's like to be a startup in this environment first, and then where photos are going. Because I'm really—not photos, but imagery, I guess. Is that how you look at it? Imagery or GIFs or memes?
3: Yeah, I also think it— think of it as self-expression.
2: Right, okay, you know, it, it turns, explain that.
3: Yeah, so it turns out that people can express themselves better with an animated GIF or with an image uh, mm-hmm. better than they can through almost any other means. Right. It's like you, I, I could show you uh, a GIF of, um, you know, You say a guy, GIF
2: and not GIF, right? I,
3: I say GIF. And Why do get you me say started. GIF? So, the, because, <laughs> because, so I'm a founder, yeah. and... Uh, the founder of the GIF format yeah. calls it GIF. Oh, so okay. So I believe All right. that you know he gets founder preference. Yes, It's his you're acronym. Right. It's his name. If he says GIF, you know, I there say used to GIF. be a
2: peanut butter. It may still be around. That was GIF. <laughs> and it was a J on the GIF, right? It was a J on uh-huh. the GIF. But that's why it looks like GIF. So, yeah. But we'll call it. I'll call it GIF because I call it GIF now. I will switch to GIF. Awesome. The founder I just converted. Did. Yes, yeah. you did. So yeah, converted. G- it. That's awesome. G- I can't even say it, GIF. GIFs. Um, go ahead, go ahead, sorry. It's a w- mean of self-expression, go ahead. Yes,
3: yeah, so it's a fantastic means of self-expression. It's You immediately see this GIF of, you know, a man, he's got a sad face uh, and he's standing in the rain. You right. can, like, em- teleport yourself into his shoes mm-hmm. and know exactly what that sort of expression is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in order to get that same feeling through just text, like, you got to type a lot.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, but it's a lot easier uh, to just quickly share a GIF with somebody.
2: All right. So talk about the trends in that area because there's been obviously everyone says the whole internet is visual now. Everything is visual mm-hmm. on the internet. Talk about the the different people that are doing this. Instagram, for example.
3: Yeah. So Instagram is very visual. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. That, right. that is what all, they kind of is, I- yeah. exist for, right? right? Imager is very different from that um, in that it is a community of people that you don't know mm-hmm. that is are sharing these moments uh, of their lives or these funny uh, jokes that they have. And Instagram, however, is all of your friends or right. your celebrities or the notable people in the industry. Mm-hmm. And I find it quite fascinating um, and in, 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 on, honestly, it's a little unfortunate mm-hmm. in the way that these platforms have sort of trend and the way that they're shaping the Explain internet. Explain that.
2: I agree with you.
3: Yes. So, when you go onto Instagram, you will, you know, likely see your friend and maybe, you know, he or she is on the beach in Hawaii. And that's why uh, he or she posted that picture is because it makes them look very good. Mm -hmm. Here I am in Hawaii. I got a six pack and, uh, you know, I'm surfing. Yes. But you, however, you're seeing this and you might be on your couch and you just will never uh, feel quite as good as you think that person looks
2: right it's performative
3: yes and and in reality whether you know it or not uh when you post on instagram you're actually curating your own personal brand Mm -hmm. you are sharing the highlight moments of your life and uh, in order to you know make your life look quite good but Mm -hmm. then on the receiving end the people that are looking at it it makes them feel you know just a little bit worse about their life do you know what i recently did on instagram
2: i was posting pictures of Horrible things in San Francisco. It, it disturbed everybody. It was all unfortunate pictures. Like, mm-hmm. there was a bag of urine in my yard. Mm-hmm, and, like, in feces. San Francisco, yeah, yeah, we've all
3: seen that.
2: Yeah, a bag, of, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I could take so many photos of them. But it was really, I was trying to make a point that I was showing ugly things, and it disturbed the entire. It was like as if I was, like, kicking everybody in the teeth, which I did on purpose. Uh-huh. On, like, I was trying to bother people. And it was interesting. You're absolutely right. It's a, it's, 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 it, it's a, it's a medium. My son calls it a museum like people are putting up pretty pictures of themselves yep. in a museum and it's not meant to make you feel good it's meant to make you feel bad it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't mean to but it does i guess is that right I mean,
3: yes you are, you are exactly right it doesn't mean to but it does mm-hmm. and it's just little little by little uh, you know you might see that picture uh, of hawaii but then you keep on scrolling you see more things you see more things <laughs> see more things then after 15 minutes Um, Or you know, however long it is, you put your phone down finally, like, wow, like, I actually like don't actually feel that. I'm not sure if that was, you know, the the best type of experience, but it's very addicting. And so Mm -hmm. you keep on coming back to it. Um, imager, however, is extremely different Uh, because we don't have that friends dynamic. It's not about, you know, looking good. Mm -hmm. Um, It is about just sharing something of value, whether it's funny or whether it's an authentic story. Mm -hmm. And our vision is to lift the world's spirits for a few moments every day. And Mm -hmm. so the entire purpose of the company is to uh, solve that problem that I believe these other social giants are creating. Right. These uh, very addictive products that make you feel worse at the end of the day. Well, we are trying to make a, a product that makes you feel better. And that right. is why we exist.
2: Right. Th- remember, there was, I want to, I'm going to go in an opposite direction, LOL cat. Now that was a big deal for a while. That was a lot of imagery, like yeah, sharing. it was
3: like one of the original memes.
2: That's the original memes, and of course they then had a site. What was the name of his site? Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. Ben Hur. Right. And yeah, ben and the cheeseburger and a, I can have cheeseburger. Right. Yep. So talk about that on the opposite end, because that was sort of in that genre too, was putting up funny pictures, sharing yeah. funny pictures, which didn't thrive. Correct. That didn't still um, around, I, I believe
3: they, uh, they eventually they sold. Uh, they kept selling. Yeah, okay. So imagery is a little bit different in that it's not just sort of the one meme, it's not mm-hmm. just the one gif. They tried
2: to move off um, of just the cat. They did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to move off the cat.
3: Yeah, they they, they had a sort of a squirrels. network of blogs. Yeah. Uh, and there was a fail blog, I believe, yeah, which is yeah. you know, gifs of people failing. Imager, however, because of the platform, you you create a post, Mm -hmm. and a post can consist of one or multiple images, GIFs, videos, videos with sound, and it really lets you create a story. So it has a little bit more depth, a little bit more community, a little bit more discussion Mm -hmm. um, than just the bare, you know, image of the cat and the cheeseburger.
2: Right, right. So talk about that idea of what entertainment is then because, you know, can either go to like an Instagram or Facebook and get sucked into – in uh, time suck that just you just watch other people's lives go by um, how do you look you are entertainment right is that you are yes. you are
3: yeah we we do view uh, imager as a community powered entertainment destination because uh-huh. the the internet at large is creating these uh, fun posts uh, for for people to see. And it's very much unlike a traditional publisher platform that will have, you know, a thousand editors. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll scour the internet for the best images, and they'll put them together in a listicle. Uh, we Plus don't need— eight, that would be best. Uh, well, yes. Or whatever, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we, however, have our large community of users putting together this content. and. Out of that, it becomes much more authentic because Mm -hmm. they're like real people, real stories. They're not put together for the purpose of clickbait headlines, and so it has this uh, very authentic, um, natural feel to it.
2: So, talk about some of the memes that take off. For example, give some. Oh, there's
3: so there's so many. What's your favorite? I think one of my favorites now—well, one of my all-time favorites, I think, would be Scumbag Steve.
2: Okay, explain.
3: Are you, are you aware I, of- No, I'm
2: not aware of Scumbag
3: <laughs> <as> Steve. <laughs> oh, he's Incredibly. Uh, super famous. I've met the Scumbag Steve <laughs> okay. uh, on a number of occasions, <laughs> and um, I think his name is uh, actually Blake Boston. Uh-huh. Anyway, so it's a picture of Steve, and he's wearing this hat and this, like, crazy kind of coat, and you can put text over top of it. Uh, such as like borrows your lighter, never gives it back, mm-hmm. and I just believe that's a perfect like relatable instance that right. we've all. And we you know, know Scumbag Steve. Yeah, we yeah. we all sort of know Scumbag Steve. He's not right. really a real person. Um, he's a persona. Um, he's this created uh, character based off of you know, our, our everyday interactions with other people right. but it makes us all feel like we relate to him somehow right. and we all have these little moments uh, that we can um, create our own meme with that character um, and they're always sort of funny. So
2: how how did that do? How well did that do?
3: Well, um it became one of the most popular memes on the internet. It's a little dated now. Uh, I, I think Like a uh, Dancing
2: Baby, remember that? Yeah, one? well
3: yeah, that's really dated. That's the, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Don't but say I, I, I'm old. You just <laughs> call me old.
3: But I, I think even like Blake Boston got like a um you know, someone to manage uh, him and mm-hmm. his uh, you know, these memes. Same with Success Kid. Are you aware of No, where I that don't. Meme?
2: I need to oh, get man. back so, in. It. My kids uh, are you got to get on the, the Internet. My, I'm Cara. on the Internet, but my children do the memes. I do the <laughs> money earning so they could buy them phones to do the memes, but go ahead. Go. Yeah, so
3: there's, there's another meme. It's called Success Kid, mm-hmm. and the story of Success Kid is actually that it's this uh, three- or four-year-old uh, boy who went to the beach, and he ate some sand, mm-hmm. and he's got his fist up kind of near his mouth, um, where he had actually just in real life just eaten some sand, but he's got this like heck yeah look on him like mm-hmm. it's like yes I did oh, it. Oh, I know him. Yeah, and and that's another sort of thing is everyone can relate to that expression that right. he has. Right. Right. And uh, Success Kid actually and his family um, went on to to license out you know the real Success Kid and mm-hmm. same with Grumpy Cat. Grumpy Cat, of course. Um, and so these did you
2: make Grumpy Cat? Um, Everybody made Grumpy.
3: Every yeah. <laughs> Everybody made Grumpy. Everybody made Grumpy Cat. Cat grumpy right, Cat. exactly. Uh, same same kind of story.
2: Yeah, they did. They had him around. There was a, they brought him to San Francisco, and I. Yeah, they to actually go see. tore
3: Grumpy Cat yeah, around. Yeah, I now.
2: declined to go visit Grumpy Cat. Oh, okay. I passed on that. Journalistic. I, I've seen. I've seen grumpy cat. Yeah, it's a magical I, experience. I understand, but I passed on that journalistic moment. I didn't want to win a Pulitzer that year, so I just <laughs> decided not to see. Um, they're like, come and do an interview with them. I'm like, I'm not doing an interview with a cat. Anyway. <laughs> um, so we, we, what's interesting about these memes is they reflect a kind of thing that humanity has: is mm-hmm. inside jokes or yes. things. Uh, viral these very jokes. relatable
3: moments that everybody right. can connect to, but, and it just expresses it so well in in an image.
2: Right. So where does it where does it go from here? Because right now. In the next section, I want to talk about where the internet's going. And in a big sense, is that things have become so toxic and so mm-hmm. ugly and stuff yeah. like that. I want to talk about that in a minute. But where are things going with these memes and these, these oh my God, I can't, I've got to say it, GIFs. Okay, mm-hmm. these GIFs. i got to totally change my point of view. Where, mm-hmm. where does it go with these viral photos? These, what, what's the trends in this happening?
3: Oh, they will continue to get more and more popular. They're right. absolutely just ubiquitous. They will be integrated into everything, and we see that now. Such as? Uh, well, we see that uh, Google uh, just uh, acquired Tenor, mm-hmm. um, you know, not too long ago, and now gifs are built into the Android keyboard. They are. Uh, you can search. They're in, they're
2: in Apple. Too. Yeah,
3: they they are uh, becoming into is, yeah. everything, and they right. will continue that trend.
2: Right. So people can use them as expressions, and in other parts of the world. Asia, for example, it's much heavier usage of those, correct?
3: Yeah, and in Asia, uh, they are very big in uh, the emoji, right? And I kind of think that the GIF is sort of the Western emoji. Of course, we have right. we have emojis, right? Um, but just just bring on this additional layer of, I think, self expression. Right? Maybe just the typical emoji. Can't Do you bring. imagine
2: them re- completely replacing text at any point, or not?
3: I think they will always sort of supplement. Text to right. a certain to, degree. To Although I have had entire conversations with uh, friends uh, only using gifs.
2: Yeah. And. <laughs>
3: what
2: and kind uh, you of can get a lot out of it. Yeah.
3: Um. And and it's just super fun. It's a it's a really fun way to express yourself.
2: Does it ever turn? In the next section, I do want to talk about how things have turned really ugly in social sure. media and whatnot. But yeah. does it ever turn badly in these? It can't, right? It can't. I mean, I
3: haven't seen GIF usage turn. Yeah. Uh, to too ugly, but uh, the the internet, you know, is a, a reflection of humanity to a certain degree, and everybody is on the internet, right? And you may have these small vocal minorities of people on the internet that want to express well. They took their the Pepe own, the Frog, right, or something pepe like the that. Frog. Exactly, right. That's a really good example of an now, actual big, racist meme. Did
2: that was that big on your? That was on Reddit more than anything I thought. Uh,
3: no, that we we didn't see uh, Pepe the Frog on Imager at all. Um, However, we would we would just outright ban that content, Mm -hmm. Uh, racist uh, memes and and texts and otherwise. Yeah, they they do not belong on Imager. And again, like if we want to lift the world's spirits for a few moments every day, then we can't allow hate speech or harassment. Right. And Pepe the Frog is is just hateful content. Well, hateful, it wasn't it's the original man.
2: guy. That wasn't. He, the guy who created Pepe the Frog. Right, just was,
3: but it turned into something Right, someone grabbed ugly. it. And then, yes,
2: absolutely. Yeah,
3: and but now it's known for that sort of ugly thing, and right. uh, when it's used, um, nowadays it's almost always used within that ugly context.
2: Right, absolutely. We're going to take a quick break now. We'll be back in a minute with Alan Schaff. He's the CEO of Imager, which is a really cool image service, and we're going to talk about where social media is going in the future.
4: Support for this show comes from Fiverr, the world's largest marketplace for freelance services. In the fast-paced world of business, every decision counts. And when it comes to hiring, there's no room for guesswork. That's why Fiverr has developed solutions for businesses to make outsourcing projects simple, quick, and compliant you can gain access to curated talent through fiverr pro's catalog of top freelancers organized by skill and experience streamline your projects with a user-friendly dashboard where you can track progress and collaborate with your team and for anyone needing the highest level of white glove service fiverr pro's project partners can manage multiple freelancer engagements for you
2: We're here with Alan Schaff. He is the CEO of Imager. We've been talking about where imagery is going. He has a service that does. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I've got a print gifs, and memes, mm-hmm. and photos. Right now, social media is kind of in an ugly period. There's this tech lash going on, and you're part of social media, right? Do you look at think of you guys self as that or not?
3: Yeah, I, we're a little bit different in that we're primarily an entertainment community.
2: Right, but it's social media. So is it so, social yeah. media considers itself entertainment, right? Or communications, but you're a communications medium too. Like people are yeah, talking that, to each other too.
3: That, that yes, that, that is correct.
2: Right. So, what do you think is happening now? Because it's it's taken sort of a horrible turn in many ways. I was at a dinner party, and that's all anybody was talking about is like what has happened and how they had very little control. And we were talking about Peppy the Frog and mm-hmm. how how memes have have now been you have been employed in super ugly ways. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, we do see that unfortunately um, on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much on Imgur. See, I think it's incredibly important that platforms. They, We're talking about your responsibility. What do you think yes. your
2: responsibility is?
3: Oh uh, well, so I think that that it's every platform's responsibility to control their users mm-hmm. and to have values. Which is an around unusual thing for an internet of, person to say. Yeah, type of well, like what kind of companies are these? You know, people trying to create, right. and uh, the, all ultimately that comes down to the values that the company has and mm-hmm. the values that it imposes on its users and then how it then uh, enforces um, and shapes the behavior of that platform um, to make sure that it actually lines up to those values. And so we don't see a lot of um you know, Pep, the reason why we don't see a lot of pepe the frogs on right. imager is because it's just not allowed. It does not line up to our values right. of you know open and, and transparency and bringing value to users and mm-hmm. respect for users. It just doesn't line up for those. um and so we just remove that content. and I feel like. Um, and so, one key differentiator for Imager. But you've got
2: billions of photos coming through. I, the reason I want you yeah. to talk about this is because what you get from the Facebooks and the Twitter's is like, oh, there's just too much to deal with. And I'm like, the guy at Imager seems to clean it up rather quickly. We
3: do, we yeah. do. And you know what? That's, you, a, poor, that's get, a poor excuse. Uh, we have a lot of stuff Explain coming in as well. Explain to the
2: people why, because I literally spent all my time saying, I know you mm-hmm. can do this.
3: Yeah, and the, and I know they can because I am right. I'm doing that right now. Right. And so, how many
2: billions of images go across your? Billions, oh, I don't, right? Uh, billions and billions um, and billions. Right? We
3: have a, we have yeah, we have a catalog that is uh, in the probably close to 10 billion images at this point, and uh, millions come in per day. Um, only so many of those millions per day actually get shared um, publicly to the community, and that's mm-hmm. what we actively moderate. Okay. And so we have uh, these values and these rules to enforce um, the type of behavior that people that we th- that we want people to exhibit on mm-hmm. Imager. And I feel like uh, we take that responsibility and we're accountable to how our users are behaving within our community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, at least I, I, I like to think so. And so uh, we have a huge team of moderators located all around the world mm-hmm. in various time human zones. Human moderators. Human moderators. So right. that, that's a crazy interesting point. Yeah. And that we have a huge, a, a big system of layers and layers of content enforcement and moderation. It goes from algorithms to… You're using AI and algorithms. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. uh, To automatic nudity detection, to just the the way that the product is set up uh, from the beginning in that it has the upvote and the downvote. Um, then the community norms, the community rules. Um, But however these uh, pieces of content, however they bubble up, whether it's automatically or whether Mm -hmm. a user is reporting it to us, we always have a human look at it and take it down. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just how we enforce our community to behave the way that we want, Um, is that if we see anybody uh, trying to exhibit harassment or anybody posting personal information um, or anybody spamming um, it, uh, within uh, it takes an average of three minutes. And honestly, I think that's too long.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, but it takes an average stun- right now I love that you're of three this. minutes Thank you. Uh, for us to take that content down.
2: Mm-hmm. And what is the problem going on in social media? Because it really has created a cesspool. It's a cesspool. Yeah. I don't know how else to put it. And it's a cesspool of their own making. Now, they will argue, I was with some Twitter people last night, and they were like, well, you don't think we want to get rid of this? And I go, no, I, I don't. I just, I just, you know, that that it, it, they were like, it's not good for advertisers, we're not making money for it. I'm like, then you're just batting your job. I just. I don't know <laughs> what else to say. Then you're just incompetent. And so, why do you imagine it's happening on these platforms?
0: Well,
3: most platforms, I think, take the sort of free speech approach, right? Um, which, which you know, may work for for certain platforms, but what it means. Uh, is that you will have these sort of pockets of, you know, little cesspools, mm-hmm. you know, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, let's contain this cesspool over here and let it not bleed out into this other cesspool. Right. And then we'll have this other cesspool over here. Um, on Imager, however, it's all one thing. Right. And there's nowhere to hide right. on Imager. So we can't have these little mini pockets. Right. When you submit, you're basically submitting to everybody and everybody right. can see it. And so if you submit a wildly unpopular opinion that, you know, is racist or, some, or something like that, Um, That's not going to sort of reach the other racists or anything because that doesn't exist. These sections on Imager don't exist Mm -hmm. and you kind of submit it to everybody. Um, and we very much take the approach where we're just we're just not a free speech platform. That's not what we're trying to do. We are a place of positivity on the mm-hmm. internet. We want to be a, a beacon of hope uh, to attract the people that are sick of social media's toxicity.
2: Right. So talk about we're not a free speech platform because one of my things that I'm pushing because what I, I get like attacked when I say you cannot put these certain things on there. You have to clean. You have to clean up whatever you're doing. Depending on unless you just want to be a filthy place essentially. Mm-hmm. And so I always like I, I always say freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom from consequence. That you that if mm-hmm. we have rules somewhere and you did and what what I'm fascinated with is why they keep doing this because it's of no good for their business eventually it's of no good for society mm-hmm. it obviously is shown to have really ill effects with the Russians you know using the yeah. platform of Facebook exactly as it was created what do you think has to happen in that area because I do th- I, the reason I wanted to have you on is because you are doing it right mm-hmm. like you're actually doing it right in a way that's a good business too
3: mm-hmm. yeah that's right
2: which is I mean, Facebook should be your business. Your, Facebook is your biz, like, but they're trying to entertain and keep people mm-hmm. on the thing and and in connection, because yeah. you're about connection, community, and everything, uh, similar yeah. things.
3: Yeah. Well, on the connection piece. Um and where kind of I think social media is going see everybody's trying to connect with everybody and everybody sure. already is connecting with everybody it's sort of the the basic expectations now of the internet is that you can go on and you can connect with people um, imager is not for connection it is for disconnection mm-hmm. it is for oh, the explain that. it is yeah it is for the the moments of downtime it's uh, it is to disconnect um, so I don't go on to imager to see what all my friends are posting. Mm-hmm. I go on there to laugh mm-hmm. uh, to enjoy these quick these moments that I have. Um and I get kind of sucked into this whole other world of content and people that I am not seeing like anywhere game. else. It is it is sort of like a video game. It puts right. you into this flow right. of, uh, of 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 focus, um, and you end up seeing and just swiping through all of this amazing content. And you end up seeing these things that are funny or inspirational or uplifting, uh, or uh, they just you know they just make you laugh, um, mm-hmm. make you learn something new. But whatever it is you end up seeing, you always walk away feeling better mm-hmm. on imagery because that, that's really what it's all about.
2: You know what I was thinking of the I just it just it just flashed on uh, secret and whisper. I don't even know if they, which one of them is still around. I don't. Think
3: uh, they, I, whisper Whis- is still around. But
2: it was it, it first was sort of like people telling the way it really was, but they used imagery and graphics mm-hmm. to do that, which mm-hmm. was interesting. It was all about feeling bad or telling bad things about people, kind of thing, which was interesting. Where do you think it goes from here? Where do you imagine it? Goes because right now it feels like we're in a really bad spot with these things, and mm-hmm. and you know obviously there's the political damage, there's the the polarization, and someone I was with last night was uh, uh, Nicole Wong, who's been on this podcast, was talking about. Um, You know, all these studies showing how polarization pushes us apart and how social media has the role in that. But if you start to change the pillars of what you're wanting people to do, and she calls them pillars. Like if you take a pillar of engagement and change it to entertainment or change it to community or you change it, you know, she's like the Facebook pillars are engagement, speed, and virality. Mm -hmm. And those will create fake news, those will create uh, uh, Mm -hmm. people uh, being polarized, it'll it'll create problems. Mm -hmm. If you change them to community, commonality, things we have in common, like Mm -hmm. instead of national, you take away national politics, say, and then you talk about streets and roads and and schools, people start to move together, which I thought Mm -hmm. was really interesting. Once you change what you're designing for, you create a better experience. Why is that not happening?
3: Yeah. So, well, our pillars um, are value, transparency, and respect. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we try to uphold for our users. That's that's mm-hmm. how we want our users to behave. And so when you post, we want you to post something of value mm-hmm. uh, to the community, whether that's funny or it's a story. Um, but something that's not of value is is just spam. And we also want uh, it to be very transparent. So if you th- if you're if you think you're posting something of value, like hey, check out this new app. Uh, and, you know, this app lets you do all this stuff, but you're actually the, you know, secret creator of that app. Right. Um, That is just not transparent. And it's... um It's disingenuous. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, we would even take that down. It's misleading. Mm -hmm. And then uh, also on respect, like, you can't harass somebody. um, You can't uh, do hate speech. You can't post personal information. And so I believe that these platforms need need to take control of their uses and create their own values for the products of what they're trying to to do here in the world. And maybe that's where we just need to bring more of that in, I think, to the Internet.
2: And why don't they want to do that? Why don't they want to do that? And why do you?
3: Well, they... I'm. I'm not sure. I can't. I can't speak uh, for the other platforms, um, but I, I sort of imagine that um, by having uh, sort of the very uh, the super open free speech type of thing, you want to attract everybody, um, and that that makes a ton of all sense. Costs. Uh, but we also want to attract everybody. It's just mm-hmm. we're doing a very different approach because I believe that you might attract end up attracting a tiny group of people uh, that have very uh, niche views of the mm-hmm. world, and then they're going uh, to share those views, and it's going to turn off regular people of the world. Right. And so by allowing these other people in, you're actually making a much un- more unfriendly experience for mm-hmm. everybody else. Um, and so we just want to be the friendly place, mm-hmm. and we don't, we don't allow uh, the you know, crazy, niche, um, you know, racist views essentially.
2: Mm-hmm. So what's going to win?
3: what's going to win in terms of
2: users what's going to happen i mean most people think there'll be some sort of regulation obviously europe uh, has been really strongly starting to pull back l- mm-hmm. uh, pull back content and make them force them there's there's the section 230 of the Commun- communications decency act which they're thinking of just changing and removing broad immunity mm-hmm. so that they have to actually do something about it Wh- where do you, where do you think it's going how do you pull it back? Because that was your vision of the yeah. internet was the original vision of the internet, yeah. as I recall it, <laughs> back in the day when the baby was dancing. It was the dancing yeah. friggin' baby. It was so yeah. great.
3: Well, I can tell you that we're... baby
2: was the best thing ever. <laughs>
3: like it was uh, that that Let is. Let me just a say when you saw meme. that, yep. when
2: you did not see ever have a meme. This was the first meme. It was the most delightful thing you ever want to see. Like mm-hmm. you, it was like what? It's sort of like like I remember when I was when I was when my kids tried ice cream for the first time. You know, he was like, whoa, whoa, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa. Like, you could see it in his face, and that was what it felt like at the time. <laughs> and now, like, 4,100 million memes later. Right.
3: That, that's the original vision for the yeah. Internet, and I, right. I absolutely want to bring that back. And so I can tell you where I would like it to go. Okay. Um, see, the Internet, like, this challenge here, especially with the manipulation uh, that we see from Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, and,
2: they're very good at memes, by the yes, way. Yes,
3: they're, ap- they're absolutely fantastic. Do they get fantastic. on your platform? Do they get so, on your- so my point is that they're absolutely fantastic, and they are on every platform. If there is a user-generated platform that exists, it is uh, actively being manipulated uh, right now. And so I believe that where where I would like to go is I think, especially a lot of the bigger companies, they have to have some responsibility um, and have to have a vision for what they want to create on the internet, Mm -hmm. and everybody is also trying to tackle it independently for their platform. Mm -hmm. And so Facebook has their own efforts on how to deal with it. Twitter has their own efforts. We have our own efforts. um, And we're all, yeah, Reddit has their own efforts. We're all spending money on the exact same problem, and some of us are better at it than others due to the the amount of resources that we have and the particular particular domain expertise of each company. But then there's one company that I think is doing uh, something Um, That I would like to see more of, and that that company is called Thorn. Okay. And this is is Ashton Kutcher's? Yes, it is Ashton and and Demi Moore. Demi Moore. Mm -hmm. Yes, used to be called
2: uh, whatever DNA or something like that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, well, we we work yep. with them. We work yeah. in, with them Explain very closely. Explain Thorne, because Thorne's an so amazing I, thing. So I I love it. It is absolutely amazing company, mm-hmm. and we need to see more of this. Um, but what they're trying to do is create a technology and a shared database um, around uh, flagging illegal content, like mm-hmm. such as child pornography. That's right. and on they the work with all
2: the big exactly. Changes. So right.
3: this is here. You have a startup uh, mm-hmm. that its sole purpose is to make the internet a better place, mm-hmm. and in doing so, uh, they need to work with all the different companies. Um, so you know, basically get integrated into Facebook, into Imager, uh, where we have them, you know, integrated. And so when a user tries to upload something um, on Facebook, for example, that would actually affect our database. And now they can't upload it to Imager. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't be able to upload it to Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as soon as it affects one platform, it's basically banned all up- from right. all of right.
2: them. Right, exactly.
3: And so why can't we see more of that? That's mm-hmm. that's uh, exists now for child pornography. Um, but why can't there be some sort of shared technology for hate, uh, for for hate, for manipulation? Mm-hmm. Um, how come no company is is working on it? Because they don't want to identify what hate
2: is, even though you know it when you see it. You know, like, it you know when that expression, see it. the yeah. expression "pornography," right? You know it when you see it. Like yeah. I, I I take issue with that, and they say you don't. I'm like, no, no. There's a difference between criticism and criticalness, and absolutely, what they do is, I think all these hate mongers play at them all. Mm-hmm. and they play they play them beautifully and mm-hmm. they just sit there and take advantage like Alex Jones to me that was mm-hmm. at one point during the Alex Jones thing and you don't have that on yours that's not an issue you have to deal with but i was like inevitably you're going to take him down i don't know why mm-hmm. you keep resisting what you're going to end up doing because you'll yep. understand he's playing you which which i think all these all these vicious memes do
3: yeah that's an interesting point that that they will understand that you know they are playing you um, and I believe that's what they do. Sometimes, uh, you know, people will make it their full-time job. It's like their their mission in life uh, to play these companies, and mm-hmm. they'll figure out a, ways Google, around all it's the different search, safeguards. You
2: know, but exactly. You know, if you think about, it, I was this discussion we had was really interesting because Google Search is pretty clean, right? Mm-hmm. It really is. They actually
3: do a fantastic job. They
2: do, it's clean. I don't mm-hmm. know. You get what you looked for pretty much, mm-hmm. and they have been. Tr- they have had so many people try to game that system and game mm-hmm. the distribution. And it, it they lose for a minute and then they win again. Like they, they were constantly, so to me, if they can do that, anyone can do anything, mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. Anyway, Alan, this is great talking to you. This is a really interesting thing. Where, what is your prediction for the next thing in VR and stuff? Are you going to be able to participate in that?
3: Uh, I I certainly hope so. Um, I want immature content to spread everywhere. Mm-hmm. I want to be on VR. I want to be on TV. I want to. I want you to walk into a bar in San Francisco and have our, you know, fun gifs mm-hmm. uh, right there playing on the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I I want to spread uh, positivity out on the internet. And, and mm-hmm. like you were saying, I want to bring the internet back to its like original purpose, right. um, where where the dancing baby basically delighted the entire <laughs> world. Um, I want to delight one. the entire what the world with There was Second one
2: immature. after dancing baby. There was a second one. What was it? It was a crying someone or a love. It was a kiss, a hugging. Um,
3: there is a uh, David at the dentist. It's there was a, a bit hugging newer. one.
2: There's. Oh my God! I should go back because there was another one right after Dancing Baby that was wonderful, and they mm-hmm. toured too. Was a hugging or was, it was something to do with kissing or hugging or something like that, but it was lovely. It was lovely. <laughs> it was a lovely time. I we sound like old people. Remember that? <laughs> Any, Alan, it was great talking to you. I love Imager. I think it's a wonderful company. Yeah, Thanks thank for coming on the show. Thanks to you all for listening. You can find more episodes of Recode Decode on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please tell a friend about the show. If you want to say hi, tweet at me. I'm at Kara Swisher on Twitter. Alan, where can people find you? It's at imager, right? I am yes G-O. at
3: imager on and you Twitter. yourself and uh, I am Mr. Grim uh, 151 on on Twitter, but I'm I'm not very Mr. active. Mr.
2: Grim. What, what yeah, happened? That's <laughs> How did you get that?
3: Oh, well, that's a whole another uh, long story. Um, I, I like I like gaming. I like video games. I like to like Twisted Metal Black back in the day. There's a my children There's there's a character named Mr. Grim. Okay. Um, it's been my online handle now for all you know, right a then Mr. Grim 151.
2: Plus. Now that you're done with this, go check out our other podcast, Recode. Media and Pivot. You can find those shows wherever you found this one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Recode Decode and thanks to our editor Joel Robbie and our producer Eric Johnson. I'll be back here on Monday. Tune in then.